Hello, everybody. This is Jay Denson of Fit Health Well, bringing you another new episode. And I am excited to have my guest and a very personal friend of mine. So I don't know how long you guys have been following my show, uh, but she was my very, very first guest. So if you go back to episode one, and I was so grateful and thankful to her for, uh, for her being my first guest and helping me get this podcast off the ground to where we are today. Um, you know, we have a lot of downloads and we have a lot of listeners and I owe a lot of credit to this young lady as well. Uh, we have a, we definitely have a, a, a lengthy history and I've seen what she's been doing on online and she's grew uh, quite the amount of followers and she is a, a wellness expert and not only just a health and wellness expert and a mental uh, expert uh, in terms of wellness, uh, she's also transitioned, which I admire very much so, into plants, right? So as it we're in spring now and as summer comes along in the summer and the warmer months, I think we can all use a little education just in terms of how important plants are, um, not only to just our lives, uh, whether it's you're living in an apartment or you're in a home, you know, we can always use some tips. And if you look at her videos, she, they're, they're really, really very informative. They're very detailed and I enjoy watching them. Uh, they're not lengthy at all. Uh, she gives a lot of tips, whether it's just uh, growing your own organic foods or, or plants or things like that. So we're going to really deep dive into uh, a lot of things that she's doing. And I'm very excited to have her back, uh, Tiffany Stewart. Tiffany, how are you? Good. How are you doing, Jay? I'm doing good, man. So I'm so glad to have you back. I really, really appreciate it. So um, yeah, we're just going to get like really into it. So the, the I guess the first question I have for you is, um, when did you start? Because I think during our last discussion, and this was a year ago when I started the podcast in January. So we're probably about a year and a half now um, in, into the progression of our show and our program. Um, but I did notice that evolution, right? Uh, our first discussion was women's wellness. And, and that was a very, really good episode. I got a lot of great feedback from that. Uh, so tell us about how you transitioned from that and, and where your love for plants and in, 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 um, everything began. Well, I've I've never like lost the other stuff. It's just like I feel that plants have become part of my wellness journey. I okay. think that um we really underestimate how much plants and greenery and and you know, yeah, we can eat the plants like uh vegetables and all that stuff too. But also having just greenery in our house, it brings me a sort of just calm that I think I didn't really understand or maybe I didn't tap into as much at the time. So over like the last, maybe the last two and a half years, the, the plant house plant count has increased in our house, you know, Uh (laughs) (laughs) from what to what, how many, I don't even know now I haven't, I probably, I know I have at least 40 something right now. Um, yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you find the space? Like, do you create know. space as you get more plants? Yeah, kind of. Like right now, I'm trying to restrain myself, you know, because <laughs> I like I'm trying to. <laughs> like, I'm trying to restrain myself because it it can get out of hand, and I need to work on the ones that I have because not that they're strained, you know, they're having a hard time, but just like I have to have it so that it's not just looking all crazy in the house. Right. So, but, but I have learned so much from having them. Like I've learned patience. I've learned, um, 
you know, how to, to, to pay attention, even just like the process of watering plants sometimes is very meditative for me because it's like the, the times I have two kids, we have a family, it's a family of four. It's busy. It's busy in the house. And like the mornings in which I have time to go and uh, water my plants or look at them and care for them. It's like a way to really just be zoned in on that one thing. I'm not thinking about what do we have to have for breakfast and what's this and what's next and what's the, it's the time for myself, you know? And so that kind of went into the wellness journey part of it. And so then each different house plan has their own, um, has different things. And then, but after a while, just like with most things, you start to learn the tips and tricks of, of different, just houseplant care overall, because there's like general rules for certain things, but I didn't know at first. And so it was a lot of trial and error too, but more than anything, um, when it comes to houseplants, at least it was, it just brought me a time for me to have for me. And I don't, I can just, it, I don't know why I'm like, there's two things that are really weird that have this meditative effect to me and meditative and meaning that I'm able to really just be present in the moment. And two things that are, I don't know why it's weird, but you know, when you're chopping food, yeah. when, you're, when you're chopping food, that moment, like when you're chopping, like actual chopping of the, when I'm hearing the um, knife hit the board, right? Like that's very, very, so I'm able to zone in and I don't hear anything else. It's like, or zone out, whichever one you want to think like, like I'm very in the moment. And then also when I'm watering the plants, like the time in which I'm just look, sitting there looking at the, looking at the leaves, making sure there's no bugs on them, make sure like I'm just really, really present. And so that's why it was instrumental in my own wellness journey. That is good. And it's so glad to hear that because, um, you know, as I've heard from many people who, uh, whether they've been doing it for some time, right, or or they've d- adopted this into their life, there's various things in terms of you know, it's ther- therapeutic. Uh, it helps with anxiety. There's yes. there's very you know there's there's a lot. Um, and and ha- I would say from a personal experience, right? How how has it helped you, or how has it improved your um, I would say quality of life? Personally? Oh yeah, even like when you think about it, and you're from you're from New York too, right? Like so the we would look forward into the, to the times when we would go into the park or something like that, or finding like ways that like your eye as, as humans, our eyes are attracted to like sprawling green places, you know, like that's therapeutic for us. And so when I'm able to wake up and I see like this line of, to me, it's just the greenery in the house. It helps. It just brings this sense of calm. It is a fuss for humans being in nature brings a sense of calm for us. And so that's what to me. I hope that answers the question. No, it does actually. I, and I think for myself, and I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I, I feel like uh, personally, like it gives, it gives me at least a sense of purpose, right? So not only like a plant is plants are life, right? So you have to yeah. order it. You have to give it sun. Um, yeah. The specific amounts of plants you need to give them plant food, right? Cause water mm-hmm. and sun isn't enough. Um, 
and you're rewarded by, you know, we we do know there's, there's medicinal uh, aspects to it. There's vitality aspects to it um, in terms of pl- what, uh, what different plants offer, oxygen, of course. And like yeah, you said, absolutely. right, like um, if you're fortunate enough, what, whether you, you know, you live in an apartment or whatever your residence is, or even if you have a backyard and on a beautiful weekend like it is this weekend, um, knowing that you put that work in, right, and you have a garden and you can see... Yeah. Right. Your hard work. Yeah, yeah, that's the other part. That's the right. That's part. the reward. Right. Because that's them giving back to you. I think because I'm a greedy person myself. Of even once I get into like having my garden and, and, and planting vegetables and things like that, I know that this is something I've planted. There was there was no um no toxins or anything yeah. put into it, right? It's straight from the earth to my plate. Um, and I think those are the biggest rewards uh, when we look in, in terms of of, of plants and, and how we could get from that. So no, you definitely answered the question. Um, there are a, a lots of rewards regarding that. Now, what my next question will be to you is, I don't know, I'm a bit of a uh, OCD person, right? So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of keyed in early when you said, you know, you're, you're at about 40 plants. Um, I would like, have like my veggies here or my food here. And then maybe these types of plants off of here. Do you uh-huh. sectionalize like where plants go? Uh, and then the second part of that question is, is there a system in terms of how the plants need to be arranged? Like, you know, specific plants need to be with a specific plants in order to thrive. Does something like that exist? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, okay. So for the first part, I don't, I haven't even mentioned the garden, right? Like, so last year I started just like many people, uh, the quarantine garden, right? And so I didn't start it in like a way that everybody else thinks. Um, I didn't, I don't, like our soil, once I started doing the research, our soil wasn't ready for, like ready for the, um, for, to be the best. It's not the best to start a garden. So I had to start it in containers. But then I was like, hey, I have all these like, bags hanging around right and so I started it out started a garden using reusable um grocery bags that I had I had a whole bunch of reusable (laughs) grocery bags it wasn't the prettiest right but it it did great you know like it provided a whole bunch of food for us you know like I was able to make um different just even provide the experience for the kids of gardening I made uh, we grew potatoes we grew different greens tomatoes um all these green beans, green uh, arugula, all sorts of stuff in the, in the backyard. And it wasn't like a huge, like it wasn't a huge plot of land. We don't have a huge plot of land at all. And, but we were just able to do it. And I think um, more than anything that uh, just me starting from what I had and then sharing that um, I didn't expect for other people to think anything about it actually I was like people are gonna think I'm weird right but (laughs) I was was shocked that like it actually inspired other people to just start doing it with what they had you know like what some people sent me pictures of them doing it in other bags and other people sent me pictures of them growing like herbs out of cups like it was just like it was (laughs) yeah it was was like yeah and so um for the most part I have the stuff that I'm going to eat I wait until it's warmer and we do it outside in the backyard that we have. Um, I also do um, like sprouts. I sprout greens, um, like broccoli sprouts and things. You could do that in a jar on your kitchen counter, you know, like, so that that's, and that's actually really, really great. Eating broccoli sprouts is very good for your body. 
but you don't need any like you don't need any dirt for that you just need water in a jar and broccoli seeds to do that and you can add that into your salads and stuff like that all the time so there's that um but when i did have some different herbs in the house i did have them in the, like this little section of the kitchen and at first i had this whole like set up with with different um like grow lights and stuff and then the kid everybody was like you know this is really ugly you know what i mean like <laughs> <laughs> And then they just weren't doing that great. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to only um, like have some, some uh, herbs in the house, like near the, near the window. But for the most part, the other greens and stuff are outside that we would eat. So that stuff is starting to, I just planted some of that. So it's starting to grow right now. So I will be sharing more about that as it's going along. Um, but as far as the house plants in the house, yes, there are some ones that generally House plants are very much like I sound like now I sound like older people. <laughs> no, you no, you're not the older person. You're the plant mom. You're the- I know, like, <laughs> how did this happen? Like, but, I know, right? <laughs> how do we get here? How, how do we get here? But um, they do. They like being. I, I noticed that plants like to be together. So like, I usually group them in groups. Um, I don't, I don't like having them single because they don't, I don't know. They don't seem, unless it's like a bigger plant, like it's a bigger plant. I'll leave that on its own. It's kind of big enough to thrive on its own as long as you care for it. But like, they do like to be grouped together. So if you if you'll go on different, um, like plant people's, um, Instagram and stuff like that, you'll see that they have a lot of them grouped together because they like being together as if it was, um, mimics in nature, you know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't be just like one by itself, you know, like, yeah, one right? by unless it's a cactus or something, right? Exactly, and even them sometimes they will group have like a, a you know, big pot of land, they'll be grouped together, you know, like yeah. sometimes. So, it's like, so it does, and then, um, sometimes I, it said, I don't know if it's true or not, that it just allows allows for like humidity and things like just for them to have I guess the plant energy I don't know if that's true or not but that's they they can kind of stay together the downside of that is that if you one plant has like bugs on it or something like it you know it gets a thing then the other plants are going to get it so you got then you have to isolate it so that's why it's like it's part of the the care of you know just giving you know just looking at the leaves every now and then seeing what's going on um but yeah yeah I do and then depending on each plant um their light requirements you know like some do well with um a little bit of light and a little bit of light to us may not be what a little bit of light is for plants you know because again you're thinking about um in their nature in their nature they're not you know like (laughs) they're not the same as what we like when we look at something we'd be like oh this is enough enough light in this corner like think if you're a plant though, you know, what I mean? yeah, right? you know like, exactly. <laughs> well, I would imagine, right? Like we have the mind frame of, oh, like I keep the plant in my bedroom and the light's always on, it's getting light. Yeah, but that's not the natural vitamin right, thing, exactly. sun, light, sunlight that this exactly. plant is acclimated to, right? I would imagine. Right, exactly. That's right, so exactly they, what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there has to be a, a, a bit of just, and I'm pretty sure along your journey, you had to educate yourself 
um, mm-hmm. at, at the terms of doing this. I know, um, and I'm in my infancy, but I did at the death of many plants in the past. Oh, I've plants. I have Right? That's the dark side to it. It's like, I as you're learning, there's so many sacrificial lands <laughs> of plants. <laughs> and, 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 right? And this, and this process, but you know, you learn, um, and, and I would assume as you learn it, right, like you get better at it. And then you get, like you said, you know, what light works for what specific types of plants, um, and then just what's accessible, right. And, and what, you know, what you can and what you can't do, um, in terms of that, I think that's, that's the, that's the best part, isn't it? Yeah. Like the, the more than anything, if there's one, if, if there's one thing that I'm going to, let's say two, for sure, tips that I would give to anybody. Okay. Number one, it don't. I don't care what the tag or what somebody on on YouTube have told you about what's low light or what's this and any other. Every single plant wants sunlight. Okay, it doesn't like every single plant wants sunlight. That's how they thrive off of sunlight. They thrive off of water. And if it needs plant food, it don't need plant food. But in general, it. I don't. If you t- are told you can put it in a dark corner, they are lying. Okay, they are lying. <laughs> lying. It can it can tolerate it, yeah. But don't think that like it's going to thrive and get bigger. You know what I mean? Like so, every plant wants light of some degree. Okay, so don't yes, don't trap it in a in a closet and think it's gonna live. No. So there's that, and then if depending on how much light it gets that's going to determine how much or a little water that the plant is going to need. And you can drown a plant. So you can't do not water it every day. You don't need to like, don't water it every day. Yeah. That's so, a common mistake too. I, I, I almost feel like you, I think at times, and, and, and I do know that now, but I, um, we can tend to overwater our plants. <laughs> that's, that's the number one killer of plants, overwatering. <laughs> wow, that's, it's, it's so interesting to hear that. And, and, you know, it needs to be said, right? Because I think a lot of times people think that, you know, they'll soak up the water or they'll sit in the soil, uh, but it could be harmful effects to that, right? Oh, yeah. You can get, it can get, well, this, off the top of my head, there's three things that can happen if you leave the water, the, the soil too wet. You'll get, number one, which is root rot. So then the, the roots will start to rot because they're like drowning in the water. Um, there's that. Uh, the second thing is that you can get fungus in there, which fungus gnats. What will happen is that like this, if the water can't get out of the soil, the um, it's fungus starts to, to, uh, to, to grow. And then you get these little flies that will just develop and be around your plant. That happens very, very easily, okay? Mm-hmm. And very, very happy. It's annoying, right? It's annoying. Oh, gnats, I hate those flies. Yes, exactly. That means that you, that means that you, you overwatered for the most part. And so, and that the water in the, the moisture in the soil hasn't had a chance to dry out, right? So there's that. The worst thing, which I did a video on before, is I got these nasty looking mushrooms that was in my my plant right (laughs) they they grew from the soil being too wet and that I had it in a plastic planter pot and so just like any you know like a moist dark wet environment uh it breeds fungus (laughs) in general even even in us you know like if it if even in us and so, and I had um, the plastic planter. So, so really I've transitioned to using more um, terracotta um, uh, planter pots 
But like the, that's the traditional like you know, also, that's I'm thinking terracotta color. You know, like the terracotta color pit pots, the clay pots. The yeah, the clay pots. Because it it look at us talking about all Nike people. It whips moisture away. Yeah. <laughs> like dry fit. <laughs> people are like what did they talk about just to give some background uh, and the reason why tiffany and i have history is we both work at nike town new york so um, if you hear us saying dry fit like that's a nike term for the polyester that, material that they use <laughs> so yeah that's that's what we're talking about for for those that are thoroughly confused yeah <laughs> Yeah, wicks moisture away from the soil, just like dry fit. Don't get done, <laughs> but it, <laughs> so into the outside of the 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 the, plant, the pot, and so it'll dry out there. So you, if you will tend to overwater, use a clay pot. That's what I would say. Sorry. That's you awesome. Can, yeah. No, you get, don't listen, guys. Like, if you're listening to, if you catch, caught anything that she said, I think the two most valuable tips she gave, um, the latter being the making sure you don't overwater it, right? And she just literally laid down um, all the negatives to that. And then the second thing uh, prior to that is the, the, giving it the natural sunlight, right? Because yeah. Tiff, I can't tell you how many times, and I'm one of those people included, I had a, whether it's in the office or whether it's at home, I had a plant. I'm like, what? There's light here or there's a, it's by a lamp. And I'm like, no, that's not enough. Right. right. And I worked in an office too for 13 years at a law firm. Right. And I, yeah, I probably had three mm-hmm. plants and they've never thrived there. Right. Because. Yeah. Of yeah. Right. It makes people think that it makes people think that they they can't. Oh, I'm, I have a black thumb. I can't grow anything. No, it's just that you're not giving you didn't know to give it the, the care that it needs you know and so that's if always say plants need sunlight there's times when i will walk away from certain plants even though i want them because i know i can't provide it the light that it needs you know <laughs> exactly so, uh, well that's the responsible thing to do <clears throat> i feel like um <laughs> right like because I feel I, I kind of credit to people who like adopt pets that they know they can't take care of and then they give it back to the shelter, which is right. one of the worst things in the world. I really hate that so much. Exactly. Like when you get to that level, when you like, you know, I, I'm responsible enough to know that I can't take care of this thing and I'm not going to buy it or I'm not going to uh, take it. That's responsibility. Right. Uh, yeah. already, man, like, yeah, no, these, these are a lot of good gems, um, that you're sharing as well. I want to kind of focus to it and show some love too, because you, especially with this economy right now, and it's in, um, it's just so hard for people to get houses. Um, but you know, for someone is just like, they like plants and they're living in an apartment. Um, what would you say that, that and they, they, they probably don't have the advantages, right. Of like having a backyard and having that consistent, um, sunlight and then not all apartments have a balcony right where you uh-huh. can at least put them out there so what would you say what are some plants that, you, that that from your knowledge or your experience that would thrive in an apartment setting and what would you need to help them so uh thrive so for sure i <laughs> i wish i had it well we it's not video anyway but i the, for sure there's a plant it's called and this is house plant wise it's a plant called um snake plant but it's that's that's the term like the the, the what's that layman's term you know for, but i'm not going to get into like the technical term of the yeah of the thing because nobody can remember the snake plant um it's everybody has probably seen it at one point it's um like 
long, spiky, um, long, spiky leaves and they're kind of thicker leaves. Whenever you see a thicker leaf plant, it can usually um, go a little longer, like without being uh, watered. So that's that's one thing. That's a good tip for for anybody. Um, So uh, a snake plant is always good. I literally have a snake plant in our bedroom that is I don't know how it is still alive. Because it gets like less than an hour of, of, of uh, sunlight a day. Like I keep forgetting about it and I feel bad. I like apologize to it, right? Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> just I, I, I tend to everything downstairs and then I come upstairs and I'm like, oh, I forgot, you know, like this yeah. one. So that one, I would say I've, I don't, the only, get a, a one that's like a four inch pot or six inch pot if you can like it's just a, a, a little bit bigger one that can definitely go on any windowsill if something that's about a four inch pot or anything if you go into home depot or any nursery you know any plant place and you say what i'm telling you a snake plant that's four inch pot they'll know exactly what i'm talking about okay, okay. so um it's not very big it can be cared for um, it can go is it can go for a while, like I said, without being watered. That's not saying you should do that, but I'm saying that like if you forget to water it, you know, once if you forgot for a week or uh, two weeks, it's not gonna die, right? Like so, there's that. Um, there's also the it's called I don't know, people say it different ways. Pothos, pathos uh, plant. It's the plant that you pretty much see at any place, anywhere, like that's like vining, you know, like across places. Like it's a very common vining kind of plant. That thing for the most part can, it, it's, it, it just wants to live, you know, like it, like it just wants to live, <laughs> it wants to live and it will grow and grow. And you can even um, make new plants from it. Cause you can like make a cut, take a cutting from it. People do it from each other, like from friends, take a cutting from it. And then you go and you, you know, you put it in the water for a couple of weeks and it, it sprouts roots and then you can make a new plant from it. And so that the pothos, that one, it, it's kind of, it's not as hardy as the, um, the snake plant, but it, you'll find it everywhere. It's not expensive and it can do well on a small bit of, of, uh, of a windowsill or anything. Okay. Um, the other one that I don't know, I, it's only recently that I've noticed that it it does so well with very little care um, is it's it's a it's not as easy to find but if you find it um, you should know that you would get props in the plant community because it's like one of those like cool plants. Um, it's called the Monstera Ginny G I N N Y. Um, if you see it somewhere, because sometimes they have it in big box stores that they have it in other things. Um, it's, it's another vining plant, but I don't know what, like this thing is just growing with very little like care and it's just, it's doing its thing. And I'm like, really? So, um, <laughs> it, it, you don't, and you don't need much room for it or anything, but if you find that one too, that's recently like one that I've been starting to tell people that if you see it, you know, you pick it up and you, like I said, you'll get cool, cool cool points with the plant people. And what I must say of all the communities, and I mean, when I say community, like as someone who has been, I don't know, sharing stuff on the internet for a while, right? Like, so I've been through like the natural hair community because I don't have a relaxer, right? 
And then um, like the wellness space and then the beauty and things space. Everyone that I've ever come across in the plant community is like super nice. I've never found a jerk in the plant community. Like, <laughs> That's so interesting. So everybody <laughs> is like so willing to help you with anything. Yeah. Like even when you go into nurseries, like if you go into maybe not all the time Home Depot, because those are just like regular folks that like just got put in the, the plant section, you know, that yeah. day. But, but like, communities, right? But like, yeah, like if you go in, they have like uh, plant groups on Facebooks. They have like um, even they have like plant meetup groups. They got like in any time if you even I've had um, experiences where I go into plant stores to buy a plant, like just to browse and I may find something that I like. And then you just get into conversation with the people that are at the plant store. And they're like, look, if you have any issue, take a picture of whatever plant. It don't even have to be a plant that we you bought here and bring it back and we'll try and help you diagnose what's going on. Wow. And then we'll like, yeah. And they like, I have people calling them and they're like, they're not like, oh, what do you want now? They're like really yeah, helpful. They're, yeah, they're, they're enthusiastic, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. So that's what I must say. I must say that anybody that's been in the plant community I've met over these last couple of years, always so helpful. Always want to help you. That out. is so I honestly that that is so I want to say so pleasing to hear that because um, you know, anybody, whether it's myself or anybody else rather, that's that want to um become a, a plant person, right? And they're looking for that help and they're seeking that guidance, um, what stood out to me was. You said there's not one jerk in the community, right? And that's amazing because um, <clears throat> no matter what you know, group you decide or whatever, where where you are in transition in life, there's a, there's probably always like I don't know, just like a negative area, or maybe there's an experience about that specific community that you may not uh, like too much. But so they to hear that you have um, people that are part of this community that's like very engaging and, and helpful. Um, I find that very not only rewarding but very satisfying to hear. Um, still catering to the, the, the people who, who live in the apartments. Cause like you said, we're both from New York. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> even though we both relocated and things like that, um, you know, I am finding people are who live in apartments and things like that is taking a, um, a, a liking to have it plants. Now in terms of edible, right? Like I know you mentioned this before and I know this just cause my grandmother taught me this just from experience, like things like even with an onion going bad can turn to a green onion, right? That's, oh, yeah. that's, that's little kid. What, edib- what other edible things then can someone grow in their apartment? I know there are some herbs, but I, I'm not knowledgeable enough. I'm ignorant in terms of um, specific herbs. So I would say from your experience as well, um, what other edibles can, can we like, can someone grow in their apartment that, that can be fresh and healthy for them? Yeah. Any, like most, like I said, broccoli sprouts, if you can go on and check those out, though, you, all you do is buy broccoli seeds. Um, you might want to buy a, a fair amount. They're not, they're, they're not super cheap, but they're not that expensive, expensive either. And you can buy them in bulk on um, Amazon or something. People take that for like um, a bunch of different reasons. They're like, there have been studies that show because it helps with sulforaphane. Sulforaphane helps to detox the body, things like that. And so those, um, that's good. You don't need, you can make that anywhere, like many, anywhere, like on a countertop, as long as with a sliver of sunlight that comes through the thing. Like, so there's that. Um, also, like you mentioned, green onions, like scallions, people like if don't, you don't, 
throw the whole thing away once you use it. If you just cut like all the green parts when you're eating and leave a little bit of the white and put that in water, it'll start to grow. And you can have that for another two months as long as you have changed the water. I made it a, a little like... <laughs> Did it, right? It, you got to change it. It gets cloudy. Yeah. My wife does that. And she like, yeah. she never throws around uh, uh, yeah. the bottom part. Yeah, like, um, right. She knows. I, I made a video on it because people have told me um, before, like, I forgot to put the part of changing the water, right? Change the water every couple of days because then it will get cloudy. But it'll continue to grow. But like, if you put it um, in a little bit of sunlight because uh, all plants need sunlight because it helps to increase the, um, the chlorophyll in it. So if you don't give it a lot of sunlight with any plant, anything you eat, anything, houseplant or something, you'll notice that it's not going to be as green if you don't give it any sunlight. So if you're able to give it just a little bit and keep it on the counter, you can have uh, green onions for, you know, a couple months and not have to rebuy it. Um, as far as, I would say, Say that for the most part. So just, oh, so just the like, broccoli sprouts and green onions. That's, green onions, that's like the easiest thing you can do. You know, like okay. those are the easiest ones. Uh, if you want to get a little bit more involved, you can buy um, and set up like basil and and um, you you can buy those like little starter plants in the store. You know, like uh, you can if you have a little bit more room. But those do need a bit more sunlight if you are going to start to have herbs on your your countertop but people do it i've seen people do it um as doing that in cups i've done it in cups i've bought like i mentioned grow lights and had different herbs and things that were just um in the in the house you know like in a, in a little area but if you can do that if you have a little bit of sunlight you can a good amount of sunlight because they do need it but you can grow your own basil you can grow or or, or even buy the starter plant like i mentioned and maintain the the basil and it will grow um which other ones uh cilantro um rosemary both things good oh yeah it's a i I need like so much cilantro that like it's like i need (laughs) (laughs) you need to get rid of it right like let me go to the nearest farmer market and like give this or sell some of this stuff right yeah yeah i need like i I take like when i buy i buy like three different bundles of cilantro so i can't even that's why you get so much of it for cheap at the supermarket it'd be like It'd be like 59 cents per pound or something right. crazy, right? Like right, right. stuff like that in plantains. I feel like it's the easiest thing to grow. It's so much, yeah. Of them, right? Yeah. And like, like anybody listening to this right now, some of these people are probably like, why am I going to grow all of this when I can, I can just right. when you can buy it. it. We're not talking to you, lazy people. We're talking to no. people. Like, I have to say that though. We have, the, you have to, I'm talking to the people that actually want to know, right? Like where their food comes from. It's right. being organic, right? And like right. want to make an effort, right? Like the, these are the things that you can do and you can go out and get yourself because oh. let's be real about it, right? Like, even when you go to a supermarket or even like a farmer's market, there's pesticides. I don't, even when it's the label and I've learned this as well, um, mm-hmm. talking to people like yourself and, and um, even looking at documentaries 
organic isn't organic because they have to mass produce it right in order to feed so many people um it the tactics may be a little bit different in terms of how they grow it um genetically it may not be gmo'd but they have to keep bugs off of it right or they have to reduce the amount um of you know just things that happen naturally so if you're growing something in your apartment you know you know, warranted, like you, like we talked about previously, you not overwatering and things like that and attracting, you know, the undesirable like gnats and fungus and stuff like that, you know, for a fact, it's a hundred percent organic, right, right? Right. Like, you know that. So, you know, the, that's why we're going this route in terms of, or at least me asking you, um, the, how we can go about doing that because more and more people are really being interested in this. Oh Yeah. And I mean, the other thing, the other one, I, one just came to mind. You can make microgreens at home. Those are like, when you go to the to the farmer's market or the, or the supermarket, they sell the microgreens, the little tiny baby uh, greens. Yeah. Like a little container for like five, six dollars, you know, because it's, it's <laughs> they're, they're like actually the most, other than sprouts. Like if you sprout a green, you can eat those. Like you can, you can have like radish sprouts and stuff. They're super spicy. I must say radish sprouts. If you make them, they're like super, like I can't even take too many, but um, yeah. <laughs> you can, if you let it all, all, all from a seed, all it is is like, it starts to be this little sprout. And then you have like a little taller greens. And then if you let them keep growing, they turn into a full uh, radish or the full kale leaf that we know of and buy at the store. Yeah. But the baby ones, the microgreens, you can make those at home. I made those and I've seen people make those in apartments too. Um, they have, they sell kits now with that. Um, there's another, there's a brand, I think it's called Hamama Greens. I've seen that, but they also sell like back to the roots or something. They sell like microgreen kits at home and you can do that and, and in an apartment easily. And you'll have those little greens and you can get like two quote unquote harvest, you know what I mean? From it. Uh, or two or three, but you'll be saving money because they, they're really great for you. Like they're great. My, uh, microgreens are really, really great. Those are like, you know, when you go to like, a, uh, to get a salad or you go to, um, sometimes you get a burger and they put these little tiny greens on the, on the thing. And it's yeah, in the, like a burger. burger. Yeah. Right. 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 But those are very, very good for you. So you can do those two at home. That sounds good. That's amazing. And um, <clears throat> like, cause I always thinking like, the, like what, what can we get right? Or what can we grow um, that we could just kind of add? Because I feel like even too, with the cilantro, I never really liked the initial taste of cilantro because it's one of those herbs where it's a very, it's very strong, um, mm-hmm. but you have to learn how to ration it in terms of portion, right? Like yeah. if cilantro is one of those things and ginger and lemon, where it's like, if you have it in abundance, it's overwhelming, but yeah. if you put just the amount, the, like the just amount, yeah. right? Like it really adds flavor to, to mm-hmm. whatever it is, right? Yeah, I, I can never have enough cilantro. I, I, I eat everybody's cilantro. I must tell oh, you. Oh, nice. I have everybody's okay. <laughs> so I'll tell you the first time I had it, Um, what restaurant was it? It would include, I think it was Cadova. Like oh, years, yeah? years ago. Yeah. Cause I think they include the, the cilantro in their rice. And yeah. the very first time I had it, I'm like, what is this in my rice? And then like, <laughs> I, I, I had it, I had went to a really good, authentic, when I say authentic restaurant, there was a difference, right? Because you mm-hmm. have like these Cadobas and the Taco Bell, people think that that's Mexican and it's not. It's no. not authentic. And 
<clears throat> I don't know what the chef did at this hotel. I forget the name of the authentic restaurant. I really wish I remembered so I could give them their credit. But they used it the right way. Like they knew how in terms of herbs, right? Um, and I think that's when a chef earns its stripes is when they know how to ration the amount or they know what um, what garnishes or what spices go with what dishes. And I loved it. Right. And yeah. then I, I kind of incorporated it into certain uh, certain meals as well. Um, and it, it started working for me. So I thought I thought that was well, just 100 percent. And here's the thing is that like if you follow me too, like I cook a lot. Right. Yeah. And so I cook a lot. So more than just my love or fascination with uh, greenery is that like I'm big on taste. Right. And that's what really made me start um growing things myself if I was able to because the taste like the taste of an arugula um an arugula leaf from the bag like the bag salads that you get and stuff like that compared to like when I grew it and picked it and harvested myself completely different completely different it was like it it was um (laughs) that one in the bag is a faint cousin of the one that just came from the from the 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 garden it was way spicier when i was making it myself and so when you go to a proper like proper restaurant and they way they care about their ingredients they're sourcing it like they probably went that morning to wherever the farmer's market where they picked that stuff last night you know what i mean where so that's why it may taste different everything is just very um much more cognizant of where they're sourcing their ingredients. And so I know some people that make microgreens and stuff like that, and they sell that to the chef, these these fancy restaurants. They make them in their house. They make microgreens and then they sell it to the place. That makes a lot of sense now, now that I think about it, because... Yeah, when I went to the authentic uh, restaurant, like it just tasted so fresh. And Mm -hmm. and I think you've answered my question um, in terms of just my mental lifelong question regarding that, right? Which is like why you should um, go to an authentic restaurant rather than a mass chain place like a Cadoba, right? No knock on those places. Those places is great um, just in terms of if you need something fast or something like that to go. But the quality, I'm telling you right now, you definitely taste the difference in terms of quality, right? Um, myth, myth buster moment. So uh-huh. what I'll ask you the plant expert that you are, um, I've heard this in the past, uh, plants like music. Is that true? I, you know, it's funny. <laughs> I, the, the nursery, there's like a couple that I love going to. Right. And they always have on music when really? I'm there. Yeah. And I, for those who are like, what are you talking about nurseries? They call the plant stores, like, like Matt, the one, uh, a store that you'll go to that's has a lot of plants. That's where they go. They'll go. So like if you go and you buy a, a plant from like a mom and pop store or wherever you may see, they probably bought their plants for their store from a nursery. Right. And so when I'm in being that I'm in New Jersey now, um, I'm able to go directly to nurseries, right? They're able for the people can from the public can buy stuff there too. Um, but in the nurseries, they have music going like this one. And it's like, 
It's usually like classical music. I was gonna ask you, is it like classical and jazz? Yeah. I would put jazz on for my plants. You can, you can. Like I've heard them putting jazz on. Usually, it's not no like heavy metal or hip hop. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, right? No harsh music, right? Can yeah. You I don't, imagine I you throw on some like rock or hip hop, and then like your plants start growing thorns and stuff. Like you know that. what I'm saying? Like they get mad. No, but they. <laughs> this one I go to, they make they um they play. This I don't know what this this group's called, but it's a classical um, group that does uh, covers of pop and hip hop songs. I don't know, like yeah, That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So yeah, I would say yes, and I've I've heard many plant people say the same. Mm-hmm. Let's add that. To, let's add that right to the repertoire for our new plant lovers out there. Is uh, water, sunlight, and and some nice classical music, right? And some jazz yeah. music. Don't, don't we feel better with classical and jazz? Music? I know I do. I mean, there's just some days, listen, I grew up and I think both of us did, especially in our communities. Like we grew up listening to hip hop. I don't know. Maybe I am getting old, but, um, I, you know, I grew up my whole life listening to hip hop and I just have like my days, especially like on a Sunday or a rainy day. And I just throwing some jazz and it just mellows me out. Like it mellows me out so much. I can only imagine, um, what that does for plants as well. Right. In, In regards to that. Um, I think the one last question, I don't know if, um, if, if, it pertains to you i mean if it doesn't um you let me know if you've gotten feedback through your plant community so Mm -hmm. we have three cats which is a challenge why we we don't have too many plants we do have a balcony in our apartment so we keep that out there um so my question to you do you have do you have pets and if you do how do you manage? Cause like with cats, like, I don't know about dogs. I don't think dogs yeah. are too much, but cats, like just, they love plants and they love to destroy them. How do you manage that? Well, I don't have any pets, right? Okay. I don't have a any lot pets. easier for you. So what, so what, what have you learned <laughs> from your plant community regarding how to manage? Yeah. Them? Some of them, there's some people I know that do have plant, uh, pets and plants. Um, they're very, you, okay. So as, a person that is interested in getting plants and that has pets, you can, it, it's probably best to do a little research on the ones that you're interested in because there's some are that are toxic to, um, to pets, you know, oh, and that's, that's something pets. good to know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's some that are very toxic to okay. pets. And then even with kids, I mean, because kids do stuff. I mean, my daughter has definitely ripped off a leaf on my mascara and tried to eat it. And then I was like, whoa, what's going on? I got real scared. Right. Like, yeah. so when she was a baby, when she was younger. When she okay. Was I was about to say, but, um, yeah. but yeah, it's definitely this ones that are toxic to pets and kids. So you want to ask, you want or even if not ask or, or um, do the research to see which ones are better or not. So that's something, I mean, I don't know, I guess it's best to, stay away from cactus plants you know like it's like right and that was the thing with me too like i had to kind of fall back with that with the cats like since and you know i love all animals like my preferred pet is a dog but my wife loves cats so i kind of learned how to love them yeah i kind of learned how to to love cats but um my favorite plant in the pack in the past has always been cactuses just because they've been low maintenance. Like that was my office plant that actually thrived uh, because yeah. like, I probably, I don't know, I'd probably water it like twice a month. Right. Yeah. And, and that's because like, it has, remember when I said thicker leaves, thicker things? Thicker. Yeah. 
They right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, and like I've learned to, I remember this one uh, documentary I was, uh, I was watching, the survival tip, the, the guy was like, if you're ever out in the desert or, or somewhere it's really hot and you find a cactus, you can cut the leaves and drink the water from it. Yeah. I, right, like I didn't know that, right, things I was learning. So my preferred plant just because, you know, it was a bit bizarre and, and I like bizarre things um, and low maintenance was the cactus, right? So mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of have learned from that. Um but we got, we definitely got a lot of information. I think the, the last question I have for you, and I, I com- I'm confident I know you can answer this because it coincides and parallels with, with healthcare and what you're familiar with. Um, what plants would you say? I think the most obvious is aloe vera, right? My mother used to always cut an aloe vera plant up and like she would like, uh, I don't know what she did, what would mix it with, but would use it on her skin and things like that. But what plants would you say other than aloe vera that, that you could probably grow in your house and would be great skincare or hair care products? This natural, would, are you knowledgeable well, of that? Let me see. I don't know about skincare. Like aloe vera is great because of, it has the, you know, the, the inside part. Um, okay, maybe not help hair or skincare, right? Okay, but yeah. there are definitely herbs and things that you can, um, that I've grown and kept myself and use as teas and things like that. So there's like, um, Tulsi, you can, you could, you could try it indoors. I don't know if, I just never did try it indoors. I don't know if anybody, like, I don't know <laughs> if I, it's called, um, Holy Basil or Tulsi, T-U-L-S-I is for, um, it's for, it helps to calm the nerves and things like that. Um, there's catnip, you know, catnip. Kids. Yeah, um, yeah, the cats love catnip. catnip. But you can use that too. Like, it's Amer- oh, American. I didn't mean to say American. Oh my God. I mean, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Canada, Canada's listening to this and they're probably like, well, what about us? I'm going to make what I'm about Can- us. Right, what is she talking about? American audience, right? <laughs> Humans. What, oh my what God. about Canada, eh? <laughs> oh my God, that was terrible. No, so like, yeah, no, I um, Tulsi, um, what else is catnip? Um, there's uh, what other ones? But I don't know about for hair. For hair, I'm never really using it for hair and skin. That okay. I must say. I'm not, I'm not use that. So more the tea, like the catnip and, and just stuff that you can have in terms of edible, like the teas and things like that you can use, right? Because I know like with the aloe vera, my mother, like she would use it on her skin. Uh, she would also use it like whenever I had got a cut. Um, yeah. I don't know. My, my yeah. mother went through this period. Yeah. Of this whole organic phase. I remembered when I was a kid and like, yeah. she was just like, no, like here, I'm going to rub this aloe vera on your, on your cut. And it was yeah, actually soothing. It is. I found it a lot better to be honest with you. Like I found it a lot better than alcohol, especially for children. Oh yeah. Right. Like if you just use a little bit of the aloe vera, you wash, of course you, you, you wash it with some warm water or whatever type of water you'd like to use first and cleanse it Mm -hmm. that way. And then just put a little bit of the uh, aloe vera moisture on that. And it like really uh, disinfects it. And it's, it's a nice cooling feeling from what I can remember. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can buy just aloe vera leaves in certain stores, especially like international markets that you have you know i that term international market so anything other than an american grocery store right like yeah. so not american oh god but you it's know what okay I'm i know what you mean not, I mean, this is north america like, north no america. Meaning, meaning like meaning like um if you went to an asian grocery store they have it if you went okay. to like a mexican grocery store they have yeah, it that's, I what, I meant. Yeah. that's what i meant yeah okay so like oh terrible tiffany um it's but okay. like that's what I meant. If you, yeah. they sell them there. Me, I, I try to shop more in 
non only, you know, like more international market stores because they have, they'll, you'll find different types of plants, different types of herbs. Even you may, I've found cheaper house plants at, at other international markets too. So like, yeah, like you can definitely find, we have a whole other episode on like other herbs and things and like. (laughs) Right, exactly. Like that's a future episode coming up. (laughs) Well, I think that's what you want to do. Like, I think also, also as well, culturally, um, like, and, and I love food, but like, I learned that in the past as well is like, you know, you just don't go to a general market if, if you want right. like an Asian fusion meal, you need to go to an Asian market and what you find in an Asian market or what you find in an African market, right, exactly. you're not going to find these things, exactly. right. At a Costco or a Walmart or things like right. that. Like you'll find stuff in small capacity. Right. And that's exactly. what I'm about is because they shop there as well. Like those, exactly. that, that culture, people of that culture shop at that particular Walmart. And so that's why that Walmart is like, okay, there's a market for it. So we'll have some of it, but they're not <laughs> generally buying that. So they're going to go to the other one that, that they know will have it. You want to know what I watched recently? Um, and I was really educated. God, I don't, I don't forget the name of this. I'm going to try to Google it as I speak to you about it. It's on Netflix. Um, but it, it's 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 pretty much about how African uh, food. High on the hog. Thank you. You're the best. You just saved me a Google search. No, so, yeah, yeah. I, I watched it. I okay, watched so it. the in the first episode, right? Biggest life lesson I learned was like how we grew up in our community, and I think just black people in general, right? How we call like the sweet potato yam, and is this yeah. like no, it's incorrect? Like, there's an actual yam yeah. in Africa, and yeah. it's not a sweet potato. Like, right. we take, and this is commonly known in the black community, like we call you know, sweet potatoes candied yams around Thanksgiving, yeah. and it's right. not a yam, it's, it's totally different, right? And you look at the yams that they have in Africa. And they're like, the best way I could describe it for anyone who, who's listening, it's not a visual episode, um, but they like big, like big elephant foots, right? They're, they're these big brown tusks. And um, from what I've heard, you can do so much with them and, and, yeah. and you can flavor them in so many ways, but there is a difference. There's a difference between yam and sweet potato. So yeah. um, for us, you know, in the Western world and in North America, um, you know, let's try to get out the habit or at least we're educating ourselves of, of not calling a sweet potato a yam because it's two totally different things. There's so many things. The guy who made, not the guy, the one who you, not he's, he's in the, in the series, but he's not um, like the star of it. Um, there are food historians and his name is Michael Twitty. Uh, I think you can find on Instagram, the cooking gene. Okay. He, he has a couple books on like the, the sources of the he used a, his research was used a lot in this uh, series high on the hog on like what actually what the type of rice that came from this place and the type of rice that come from this place and the origin of black IPs and this and the other yeah like all of that I'm yeah. fascinated by it. that's a whole other thing I'm fascinated I know by. I'm so fascinated by it and anybody listening to this I, I, I you know I try to keep the promos to a minimum unless like there's a check involved but <laughs> with that being, <laughs> right like we try to lead to that point but um. No, but that's something, if I find that there's something useful to the public, like, no, this is definitely a show too, in terms of um, the culinary arts and the amounts of vegetation um, and, and the roots of where they come from. Definitely. Thank you for that, Tiffany, because I, I couldn't recall the name, but high on a 
blog. Uh, definitely check that out. Um, got Tiffany, thank you so much. Like we honestly, we got a lot. We got a lot. <laughs> we covered a lot in this interview. I think more than enough for if someone wanted to um, kind of get vegetation started on their property, whether it's their home or even in their apartment, um, they have definitely have enough to, to, to start with. And if you found value in this episode, what I will encourage you to do is to follow her on Instagram. It's me, Lady G, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's me, Lady G. You follow her on Instagram. It's me, Lady G. There's a reason why she has like 15,000 followers. She's doing an amazing job. Her videos are really, really good. Uh, she's cooking a lot of the stuff organically that she grows. Um, and, and I would say, check her out. I enjoy it. Like I didn't even have to know her personally to, to follow her, um, to, and, and to enjoy her content. So I do encourage you to enjoy your content. I guess one last question. I don't, do you have a YouTube? channel I, I, never I do ch- I do it's not the most active but it's okay it's because okay I was yeah because I was like what you I think what you're doing in, in the space of Instagram is enough um <laughs> you know and because you get there's a lot of value there right just in terms of the videos they're short this because people attention spans anyway is oh my short. god Right. So like, I love that Instagram incorporated like the two, three minute videos that you, you can do. So you're doing an amazing job. Um, but yeah, if there's anything else that you, that, uh, that you're working on that you want to discuss, um, you know, now's your opportunity to tell everybody. Thank you, Jay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I have my, um, so I'm stretched thin. I must admit, I need an assistant. Um, not that I'm hiring cause I don't have the budget for that, but <laughs> hey listen there's a lot of young people out there looking for internships this is your opportunity i'll tell you this is how you yeah i did it i did a lot of free internships so if there was one thing that i wish i would have done more in my youth it was internships i should have did more yeah uh, but anyway yeah i have my my blog it's it's me lady g.com you can find me on instagram at it's me lady g i also have a woman's wellness podcast what in the wellness with tiffany um yeah, I don't have any particular. Oh, I'll just this because now we're into the summer or spring to summer. I will be sharing more gardening um, tips. And I do have some that are like because I'm I'm from uh, an apartment at, at our I do try to consider people that have like a smaller space or something like that. So I will be sharing that type of stuff, too. So make sure you follow over there at any of the things. I'm on most of the platforms. I'm on Pinterest, um, everything. So yeah, you can find me there too. Beautiful. Tiffany, thank you so much for your time today. I really, really appreciate it. You're a friend of the show. I'm pretty sure a year from now down the line, you're going to be doing other things. And I'm going to have you back on the show as well. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much. I appreciate it. And for you plant lovers or plant enthusiasts or people that are uh, looking to into the community, I hope this episode have value to you. Uh, just make sure you're following her. And then I thank you guys personally for following us uh, and downloading these episodes and sharing them uh, each and every week. I really appreciate and I value your commitment. Thank you so much, guys. And until the next time, I'll see you on the next episode. So have a great day, guys.